Tom Panos, John McGrath, Troy Malcolm, six years, and last episode for 2019. Christmas is coming, the breaks are coming, and this is our last show for the year. Good to see you guys. We are here at Newtown at the McGrath office, and uh, John, Troy, there is uh, about a week's work to go in real estate, where most people are going to sort of finish up on uh, the Saturday before uh, Christmas. Um, and it's an exciting time. Yeah, you just told us, Tom, before we went on air, about Matt Preston losing the weight yeah. since, since he got sort of dumped from the program. and. You know, I think you said that the article you read said he had time to think and do things properly. And I often see Christmas as a bit like that. That, you know, a lot of people, it depends whether you've got families and commitments and what you plan. But I, I often don't do anything over Christmas, but I find it's a brilliant time to get back into your exercise properly, do more meditation, stuff you haven't been doing, go and go to the best providors and buy some really good food and make sure you cook it. Almost kickstart yourself, Troy, for the new year. I yeah. find it's a. And it's, it's, I've got to say, look, we are, I know this is not Sydney, we've got people all over the world now listening to us, but um, Sydney is a really nice place at Christmas time. It's quiet, it's easy to get around. If you want to go for a morning swim down at Coogee, it's beautiful. There's plenty of great restaurants that remain open. And but it, it's funny you say that, John, because um, many people would turn around and say, oh, it's the opposite. You usually come back to work um, late January, uh, having put on two, two and a half kilos, the trousers are a bit tighter, People have usually uh, drunk more, ate more, exercised less. But you're saying, hey, here's an opportunity to flick the switch and. Well, look, I think I think there's there's that too. There's no doubt, you know, Christmas and New Year's Eve. There's there's plenty of participating in lots of food, and for some people, lots of alcohol, etc. But um, I, I personally find it depends. Everyone's different. I find it's a great time to think about what happened in 2019. What do you want to have happen in 2020? Um, what changes are you going to make and get yourself in peak condition, not, not just for, for work, but for life. So I think, for me, it's a great time to do that. And, and you're right, look, do I think, you know, if you put on a kilo, you're a bad person? No, you don't. But, you know, you can also go to the gym for more time because you've got nothing else, you know, that you don't, most people don't have the commitments and, and so forth. So I think it's good to plan your holiday, and that doesn't mean you've got to go away, but just think, what are things you want to do? I often, um, Tom and Troy, I go to bookshops. I love, mm. I mean, I still, whilst I download a lot of stuff on iPad, I, I love wandering around bookshops. And if I can go to, Kunikini is one of my favourite in the city. If you haven't been there, it's just amazing. So what, how, how do you spell that? K-U-N-K-I-N-Y-O. So it's in the... Opposite the QVB yeah. on George Street, there it's a top floor. It's a Japanese-owned um, company, and they've got a massive, like it's must be a couple of thousand square meters, yeah. I think, at least fifteen hundred square meters of books. It's got everything you ever want about design, about food, about mindset, about real estate, about anything, leadership. And I just go and I, and, uh, I just end up walking out with a bag full or an armful of books. And I go home and I sit on the couch and I pop the air conditioning on and I start reading and I skim through and if it's not the right one, I put it on the shelf, I go to another one. So I think it is a good time for reflection and we just ran into Adrian at our office then and I had a little coaching session with him yesterday and I just say to him, you know, don't, don't start 2020 until you finish 2019. So literally like make sure until you finish off, any deals you can get done, any listings you can get done, let's get them done. But also think about what went right in 2019 and what didn't go right and what are you going to do in 2020 
So the best advice I can give our listeners today, maybe to start off with, is don't don't start twenty twenty until you finish twenty nineteen. So John, there's a, there's a, for everyone listening to this because Troy's going to upload this probably tonight, which tonight, will, which yeah. will mean that people have got a week to go. So how does finishing a week in two thousand nineteen look like? What are the sort of things that you'd sort of say I want to tick that box, and what are the things that you're reviewing in two thousand nineteen? Well, it's just purely at a work transactional level, just. Any deals you've got pending, obviously try and close them, and that includes potential listings. I've had a lot of people say to me, oh, yeah, they're going to sign up with me in January. And I've said, man, sign up with them in December. Give them value-add reasons. If you sign now, I'll lock in the best photographer. We'll get the dates all set. We'll get the best auctioneer. Um, But things can happen over Christmas break. You can have someone that's positively inclined to use you, and then all of a sudden they meet another agent at a barbecue, and then they go elsewhere. So I'd, I'd be saying lock up every deal you've got going at the moment. There's nothing like sitting down to Christmas lunch knowing you've got eight or ten auctions signed up for February. So if you're an auction agent or eight or ten yep. great listings. Um, so I'd be, I'd be doing that. Um, yeah, and, and I just really, uh, then I'd, once I've got the transactional side out of the way, I'd then be looking at, okay, what did I learn? What did I do? Because none of us have done everything perfectly in 2019. Every, everyone could have improved somewhere and it might be in their work life or it could be elsewhere. What, what are we going to do? And then make some commitments. It's all about commitment. Like yeah. One thing, having a goal, interesting, good, it's a target. But, you know, you've actually got to make a commitment. And I think if you make a commitment before Christmas and then you kind of work a strategy on how to do it and you get some momentum. So if you're committed to getting into exercise in 2020, start in 2019. Yeah, go and join a gym today. You were just talking about one, Tom, you've joined. Go, go and join a gym today and go and buy a pair of new shoes. Or if your partner says, what do you want for Christmas? I'd love some new Nikes. Get in so you've got momentum into the mm. year because a lot of people, Tom, you just mentioned, they come back third, fourth week of January. They haven't got many listings. They might have one or two. They're sitting there. They're four, five, six kilos overweight or more than they weighed on, on Christmas Day. Um, and they're not in momentum. And it kind of takes them till Easter to yeah. get themselves sorted out. The best agents, and Alex Demacchio, that you know very well, Tom, at Chalkspook, spoke to her the other day, and Troy, you, you do a lot of her auctions and your dear friend, she, I think she had 13 auctions signed up for February when I spoke with her. Right. Um, McManus, John McManus, I think has got 16. Um, some of the top people that I'm working with and, and proud to be a part of their teams, you know, they've got double digit, they've got 10 to 15 auctions already signed up for February. Now, they're going to have a much better Christmas lunch than the people <laughs> that don't have any signed up. Yeah, now, you correct. can't get 10 or 15 signed up in the next week, but prepare for next year. If you can sign one or two up that are kind of pending, hanging there, you've got a verbal, sign them up. Just, you've got to get moving in this industry. You can't because someone else is going to take it from under you. John, I mean, I'd love to tell me some of the language and dialogue. The typical scenario is you've got a vendor and you know that they're going to be coming on the market in the middle of January and they more or less have said, we're going with you, we're going with McGrath's, we like you, you know. Um, um, what's What's a sort of way to sort of you know, bring it forward where you could actually sort of say to them, I mean, are you going to say to them, we want to put it on realestate.com and domain? So give me some dialogue yeah. um, off, the cu- off the cuff. Tom, I'm really delighted and thank you for giving me the opportunity to represent you. I'm a planner and I like to get things started. So what I'd love to do is let's get some dates agreed upon now so we can get the very best photographers and auctioneers all sorted out in advance. The other thing, Tom, as you know, that at Christmas time, a lot of expats return to Sydney or Melbourne or Brisbane, but in this case, Sydney. And I find that having properties of your calibre available to show, only if you would be comfortable with me showing people the right qualified people over the next couple of weeks, having them available, I find, is often I've achieved some great results. 
over the, you know, let's call it the uh, quieter off period. But if nothing else, we will lock in the best photographers and auctioneers and we'll have a plan to work towards. So what I'd love to do is just go through those dates with you, get the paperwork out of the way so we can hit the ground running in January. Gold. So people love that and they say, oh, great, okay, there's a plan, there's a better photographer, there's a better auctioneer, you're going to give me some dates. I said, let's just get the paperwork dealt with so we can all move forward. So then you go to Christmas knowing exactly what's happening in the new year and so do I, and then we're going to hit the ground running. And people kind of, they love that. They like a plan. And if you don't give them one, they're happy to say, okay, well, come and call me in second week of January. Much better, though, that, you know, you want to be planning your business and their business. And, and, and I can picture your first week at work back in the new year is going to be a week where you have just sort of taken off a bit like the term you used last podcast about the car and the handbrake. Um, mm-hmm. Park it on the hill. Park it, park it on the hill. Whereas... Um, the, the worst position to be in real estate is where there's nothing. Mm. There's no listings. There's no look of a listing coming on. You're tired. Um, you've got no momentum. You've got nothing you're going to open. And you're thinking, hey, we've got a big year ahead. So what you're saying, the most important rule I'm getting out of this is 2020 actually doesn't begin on the 22nd of January. It actually begins around the 15th of December. Yeah. yeah. Well, look at Alex, for example, at, at, at uh, Enmore. Well, and so not Enmore, Irwood. Irwood. Uh, working out of our Leichhardt office. And, and so Alex now with, you know, call it 13, 14 auctions signed up. Her first week back, whenever that will be, probably the second, third week of January, she'll be on fire. She'll have boards up in her community. She'll have emails and calls and text messages people want to see property. She'll have vendors to speak to. She'll have March auctions ready to tee up. She'll have open homes next weekend. She might have eight, ten open homes on the third or fourth week of January. That cannot help but make your whole year successful because she's done the work She's built the reputation. She's become an attraction agent. Everyone's come to her in December. She's probably said, look, a little bit too late now. Let's get you ready for February. I'll be away for two or three weeks, so just so you know, and then let's do it. And, and that, you can almost guarantee she's going to have another spectacular year in 2020. Well, you can guarantee it because she's outstanding. But because of starting with strength, Karen Terry, I was speaking to the other day, yep. Troy, same thing. I had a chat with her and Steve Bock. I think they've got 11 signed well, up. Here's the thing, John. Even... The agents that have properties that are coming on the market January for February auctions, vendors that are making decisions in March and April next year are going to see the amount of activity that those agents are doing. So naturally they're going to gravitate towards the agents that have got opens and signboards and pointer boards and all marketing out there in the field. It's an amazing amount of momentum that you can create that will affect you June, July next year by doing the work now or very early January. And that, that whole expat thing, depending where you're at, but certainly if you're in Sydney, Melbourne or Brisbane, that's a real scenario. That's not a sales pitch. There are people that are living in New York, London, Hong Kong that are going to be coming back and many of them now with the Aussie dollar being at 65 or whatever it's at, they're going to be saying, wow, maybe we should have a think before we go back of getting something because we've only got two years to go on our contract and yep. we think, you know, we've just read something on domain.com the other day, said the market's going up 15%, the dollar's low, so we're buying at a good time. So do that. The other thing is you've got to make the decision, do you want the boards up or not? If you're in town and available and wanting to take calls and whatever, I would think having boards up around that New Year period is actually really good. As Troy said, people are driving around, taking their kids to the park, and they're saying, God, Alex Demacio, Alex Demacio, God, we better be speaking to her. Or they're going to buy those listings. You know, they want to see them. So I think you've just got to be thinking about what's going to work for you. Now, if you're on two weeks holiday and you're going overseas or whatever, sure, put your boards up the day you arrive back. Because mm. what you don't want is frustrating people if they can't. But just have a strategy. Think about, you need a strategy for your holiday. 
got to recharge because you're not going to get another time in 2020 probably like this to recharge. So what are you going to do in the next couple of weeks, two or three weeks? How are you going to recharge your body and your mind? Are you going to read? Are you going to lie in a hammock? Are you going to go for swims in the morning? Are you going to eat organic food? Are you going to go and see a naturopath? What are you going to do? And then um, treat it, you know, treat it like a serious business at your holiday. If you charge up recharge now, that's going to be a big part of your success strategy in 2020. If you ride back on the second, third week of January and you're feeling tired, man, that's not a good sign. That's not a good okay. sign. Okay, so um, John, can I ask, what does a, a healthy, um, um, energetic, rejuvenating two or three week break look like? You're sort of saying is during the break you've got time, exercise, mm. so um, for me, reading books. For me it's, it's exercise and I love going down for an early morning swim yeah. or dip. Don't swim a lot, but I just go in for ten minutes, and I love the feeling—the old Wim Hof about you know, the cold water in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, 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 Matt Steinwade's. Uh, <laughs> did you know on a Sunday night ran a few weeks ago, he made me act to actually do the the breaths. So, 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 I had all these people contact me. They said, "What's the thing with the guy from the Central Coast forcing you to do those big breaths?" I was going, "He's going, come on now, Tommy, do it!" Right? He really, you know what Matt's like. He gets into it, right? Uh, but he's got this obsession with cold showers. And what you're saying is that... Um, so for me, the morning swim is the same, except I love them. I think the, 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 the ions and the, the um, minerals in salt water is really good. So I actually dive in the water, 10 minutes call it, and I try, I just drive off myself as much as I can, but I leave a bit of the salt water on my face and stuff because I think it's very good for your skin. Um, then I will often then spend a couple of hours over breakfast uh, or a coffee and I'm looking at reading stuff and we'll talk about what we should be reading in a second, but reading things, and, and I'll, I'll be honest about it, I read non-fiction stuff, but I find that interesting and entertaining. It's not like I'm a workhorse that can't pull myself away from work. I would rather read about Steve Jobs and how he built Apple than I would Gone with the Wind myself. Yeah. So, yeah, everyone's different, but I, I'm fascinated by by success stories and business and strategies. Do you go to the movies on the breaks? Yeah, I do if I can. I've been looking. I haven't found anything entertaining in the last couple of weeks, but... I love movies, but nowadays, you know, everyone's got a movie theatre at home, you know, you've got Apple TV, you've got Netflix and stuff, so either at home or out, but I like going to the movies if I can go. Bookshops, big, big one, I'll go every week, maybe twice a week. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you in a moment, John, your, uh, about a, a book that you'll recommend, a movie uh, to watch, whether on DVD or Netflix, Troy, I'm going to ask you as well like um, your break are you like last year off the top of my head you went overseas or the year before you went to New York uh, you went to London didn't you last year London last year oh that's right yeah. last year you went over, did your speaking gig in London with the um, uh, Stephen, Stephen Brown and the team yeah, yeah. I'm correct. back back this year in Feb in February so shout, shout out, out to our UK friends so all I'm the boys to, over there. I'm off to Illawong or, or Wollongong <laughs> to do the talk you know and Troy's off into London um so, Troy, what sort of you know, books that you... Books, time, relaxing at home, taking the dogs out, training. I actually find it's a great thing. The funniest thing, John, you mentioned before about you know, putting a plan in place and implementing that plan. I always laugh when they talk about New Year's resolutions and everyone waits till January 1 to actually commence mm. a plan. It's like, well... To not do the plan. Tomorrow yeah. is a great plan. <laughs> tomorrow yeah. is a great day to start. You don't necessarily have to wait to the 1st of January. No one's yeah. going to have a new report card. You can't, you're not allowed to start actually building what you want to. Um, yeah, one of the things, the statistics, I don't remember it exactly true. I think I shared it with you that there was a statistic about people that joined a gym membership on the 2nd, 3rd, 4th of January. 
and the number of people that might have been like 50% never actually turned up to the gym. <laughs> so, I mean, well done for at least going to enrol or something, yeah. but something yeah. happened there. And I agree with you, you know, you've got to make a commitment, you've got to get some momentum into your life. So, and momentum, I was reading a good quote the other day and it said basically, don't worry about running a marathon, put on your running shoes and walk around the block. Don't worry yep. about reading five novels this year, read a page today or a mm. chapter. Um, you know, don't worry about, you know, going to a nutritionist, just have a piece of fruit this morning. Yep. Yeah, and just find little ways to start heading yeah. in the direction. So my book would be Principles. I'm still, I'm rereading it, Principles, a Ray Dalio book. And you bought me that book, John, and I thank you, and I mm. haven't uh, really explored it. Have a look at it over Christmas. But it's yesterday, I, um, I was, uh, Walcott Taylors, who Matt Steinway goes to, um, well, like clothing tailors. Clothing tailors. Yeah, yeah. Long story short, Michael from Walcott, and he does a lot of real estate agents, and he reached out on social media, goes, I'd love to catch up, do a podcast, this and that. And I went there yesterday, and he said to me about the book, Principles, but oh, okay. he said to me, what we do is once a week, me, um, my cutter, my business partner, we get one chapter out of that book and we um, do an analysis of that chapter. Wow, and I found it interesting that Taylor's, right? And I said to him, oh, um, that's interesting. I said, real estate, that's common personal development. I wouldn't have thought. He goes, Tom, he goes, our business, if we're focused and we're in tune with a client and we're feeling energetic, our business goes good. When we get off track and we're not into personal development, we all seem to waver off but that would be the book Troy can ask you what about you uh, I'm going to do the same I'm going to go back and read Trillion Dollar Coach yeah, great. again is that the Google coach or yeah. yep. Eric Schmidt Eric oh Schmidt. yeah Eric Schmidt is the author yes he's the ex-Google CEO yep but he talks about Bill uh, I've the name yep um, who was basically very well known as being a mentor of Steve Jobs and others and Schmidt got to watch him and, and observe it. And he tells all the strategies that, that Bill used to undertake. It's fascinating. But there's a good example. Here you've got a guy that used to coach Steve Jobs. His story and his being observed is available in a book that you can read in two days without even pushing it. Yeah, what's know? taken him a lifetime to create, you can read in two and weeks. You, with your highlight pen, you yeah. do it, okay, let's call it two weeks. Two weeks, you highlight that, you then you download your highlights into a page, mm -hmm. summarise it, and that could be part of your personal development plan or your leadership plan, because he talks a lot about leadership and, and you know, building a business. So, yeah, they say the person that does not read is no better off than the person who cannot read. Correct. So, most of our listeners can read, so please exercise the strength and use the muscle, the reading muscle, and do something. Movie, uh, I don't know anything that's coming out, but i got to say, I watched the other night again, probably more from a business perspective than anything, but Moneyball. Mm. You ever see that? Yeah, yeah. Is that the baseball? Baseball. Yeah. yeah, so what's the, the short summary the of short that? short summary of it is they, they got a $30 million budget for their talent and their competitors have $120 million and they're saying... It's a how, true story, isn't it? True story, yeah, Billy Bean. They're saying, how can we compete when we've only got $30 million to sign up talent and our, our opposition got 120 So he says, we've got to pick the talent and we've got to find a way to engage with that talent at a higher level and get the most out of everyone. So they use a lot of algorithms and they look at the science of each person and they say, well, Tommy Panos, he's kind of, he's not popular at the moment, he's a bit unfashionable, but here's his real skill. And if we bring that in board and we can sprinkle the magic dust, I reckon we can get the best out of Tom and we'll buy him for two million rather than paying 15 million for someone else. And, and the real story, I think it, the way it ends, Troy, I haven't 
seen it to the finish yet second time round, but from memory, they actually win the World Series, don't they? Yeah. With this $30 million team, um, and they win the World Series because they took a different approach. So again, the relevance, I think, for a lot of our listeners, if you're an agent out there and you're up against a top agent and it's hard, well, Billy Bean was the same. If you're a principal and you're up against a brand that's bigger with more, you know, sort of uh, more resources available, you've got to find a way like he did to get the most out of people and to find an angle. What's that different. movie called, John? Moneyball. Moneyball. Okay, if Justin Pascoe from the West Tigers is listening to the podcast, <laughs> how about watch Moneyball over the holidays? <laughs> well, but, but in the NRL, it's a bit different because everyone's got the same salary cap except the Roosters. So oh, it's, oh, wow. <laughs> Wow. He's so, left, he left wow. it to the last episode. Other so. than the Roosters, everyone's kind of wow. everyone's playing on a level field. But listeners, the Roosters get the double salary. Yeah, listeners, that's okay. you've that's heard okay. it first. Now, now Troisy, can I ask <laughs> you? All we do is count premierships, that's it. Don't count in dollars. A movie for a bit of spare time over the holidays, if people, there's a movie that you feel like is a positive movie, an, an inspirational movie, oh. gets you focused on something else. To be focused, I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of, I'm a bit of a Star Wars fan, so I'm going to watch Star Wars. You're going to watch Star Wars. Is yeah. there a new one out? There's a new one coming out, uh, December nineteenth. I've seen one of them. I can't stand it. You know, they, they are. No, they, no it, I don't know what it is. I, I think I, my dad made me watch them when I was little, and there's just, I just, this is childhood memory, so I just love watching them. And it's not, it's not going to be awesome. inspiration, but it's something to look forward to. Do you know what I do like Tom a lot? Um, I'm a massive YouTube. Um, fan. So I'll go on and watch just there's an amazing amount of coaches and people doing stuff on YouTube. So not necessarily a movie, but I would just go on uh, any person that's got a, a YouTube channel, that, the extended versions. That YouTube algorithm has just got better and better. It's so I mean, good now. Well, things yeah. that are fed up through your feed now on YouTube uh, is uh, quite incredible. Um, and even and people you wouldn't know. Like there's a couple, there's, there's a channel that I've, I've stumbled upon that is quite amazing. There's a young guy, his name's... Um, his name's Charlie, he's got a channel called Charisma On Command, and it's just, yeah, he that. dissects, what he does, he just takes famous people and dissects them in certain situations. So he did one the other day, Russell Brand uh, was doing an interview uh, with a, it was like CNN or something like that, and the journalist was quite aggressive towards him, and it was just like how he handled that situation. So you get caught up in the, all the that. But that's from a business perspective that I, I uh, bought on Apple, I saw it actually on the big screen, but I'm gonna watch it again over the break, is the founder about McDonald's. Oh, yeah, that's from good. When he started, what well, did he start McDonald's? Yes. When, when he started expanding McDonald's. Um, really, well, very entertaining. If you're not into the world of business, equally entertaining. Show your kids and your partner or spouse or whoever, but um, from a business perspective, just seeing how far ahead of his time he was in systemizing mm. a simple process like making burgers, uh, phenomenal. So anyway, there's a few things for people to watch. So. Can I say, gentlemen, when will we see each other again? What's your plan, John? When are you, you're, well, you're not going your away. So we'll see, over, we'll see, I'll uh, see you January. over Christmas. And then what are we gonna, are we gonna have a podcast I'd when? I'd say mid of Jan, mid January. Mid January. I think we're all around. Yeah. yeah mid January. Okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll aim for the, uh, for the second, the, the week, maybe starting the 10th of January to get together. Troy, I wanna wish you a, a great Christmas. Thank you Thank again, you without too. you and all the equipment that you've got with you, um, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Nothing would ever go up online, <laughs> right? So I'm going to thank you for that and also your great insights. And I've got to tell you, Troy, six years ago when you sort of bombarded and you, 
jumped in and changed the logos without permission <laughs> and joined the, the podcast, I've got to tell you, you've grown incredibly well. And you do amazing stuff, incredible trainer. John, thank you so much Love again your family, for your, uh, your, for your and... friendship and your support. Um, and I look forward to seeing you both uh, next year. To all our listeners, thank you again for the biggest thing you can give us, your attention. We don't know why you do it, but thank you. <laughs> and I uh, hope you have a safe break. With See you in 2020. See you in 2020. Bye. Bye.